リンクスタート先輩先輩And welcome in to another riveting edition of the Anime Senpai Podcast. I am your humble host, Alex Dyshirt, and it is my great honor and privilege to sit down with you all every single week to not only talk about the greatness of anime, but to explore the depths of everything that's happening and to let you guys know exactly what the F is popping off and exactly why we should be so hyped every single day to not only watch the glory of anime, but to be a part of this great community together. So, shout outs to all of you. Thank you for joining me again. Apologies for not being able to stream this weekend. I have been full send on the Shallow Oceans podcast that not only am I announcing right here, right now, I am posting a Shallow Oceans podcast every single day. If you've never heard about it, have no idea what it is, look it up. It's called Shallow Oceans Podcast. Three words. And it's about everything and everything life. It is a part of myself that I put into a show for you guys. And rather than being entertaining and informative here, that other side is challenging not only reality, but myself. The YouTube channel is live. All of the podcasts can be found everywhere that you're listening to this as well. So shout outs to that again. I'm pushing forward with so much greatness. And we have so many great stuff to get to tonight as well. So before I move forward, take all of my love, all of my positivity, and all of the greatness I have imbued inside of me because Your reality is what you make it. Do not let anybody tell you who you need to be. Decide your own place, forge your own path, and become the greatest perspective of yourself you could have ever possibly imagined. And the best part about all of it as well, you'll never truly know where you go unless you try. <laughs> so thank you again for being here. And we have so much to get to, so little time. Let's get right into the anime of the week. Y'all want something new to watch. Already seen Boku no Pico. Don't trip. Anime Senpai has the show of the week coming in hot. So sit back, crack a brewski, and get the popcorn ready because it's time for the anime of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if I told you there is a show out there that capitalizes on one of the darkest things in the world that could be based on reality, but we don't know, we don't care. The fact of the matter is, this show, when it first came out, I was utterly consumed by it in every single facet possible. This show was not only something so different from everything I've watched up to this point, I am somebody who engages with something different and wants to be riveted from the most peakness of positions and also wants to be mentally distorted at the end of every episode because I'm so imbued into what you were showing me. This show is not only a few years old now, but when this first season of this show came out, and I really mean this, not only was the intro fire, but this show itself had me questioning what the F was going on and also if the antagonist was really a bad person. The show we're talking about tonight is A Promise Neverland. Na 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 na
saxophone blaze. I have so much love for this show. And before I even tell you why this show is so spectacular, shame on everybody who shat on the second season. They literally said there was so much wrong with it. It was rushed. They missed an entire Golden Pawn arc part of it. They skipped over the part of when they were in the bunker and the relevance of the drawings and the writings on the wall. And except, Okay, understand. I get it. I know they probably missed so much within that show, especially the second season. But the fact of the matter is we still got to see it complete. They were rushed in the second season. They only had so much they could do within so much little time. And the fact is you got to appreciate what's in front of you and also respect what it is because let's be real here. Most of the time, you're not going to be able to get something as good on an anime adaptation side when the light novel series, the manga, the manhwa, whatever it comes from, Webtoon, is that much better. It is almost impossible to truly captivate it the same way because I mean this when I say this, every single person that I talk to always says the same damn thing. Oh, Harry Potter, you like the movies? Well, the books are better. Oh, Lord of the Rings, you like the movies? Well, the books are better. Oh, I am legend, Will with uh, Will Smith, you like the movie, but the, mo- but the books were better. I understand. When somebody is able to articulate themselves and truly divulge you into a story their own personal way, it is untouchable. It really is. And I don't hate on shows, especially like this one, because the first season is a 10 out of 10. It's immaculate. I loved everything about it. It's based on an orphanage, and the children that are there are all raised under mother. And under mother, Isabella... You're basically trying to figure out, why is this still so weird? Like, what is the catching point to this show? What is truly going on? Well, at the end of episode one, when one of the kids is quote-unquote getting adopted, you see what happens to these children, and let's just say it's demented. And the craziest part is, too, it's not an orphanage. It's a farm. You gotta see it to believe it. I'm not gonna spoil it for you if you haven't seen it, but the only gripe I really have with this is that in that second season, yes, I do agree, it is not peak. I can agree, the ending itself was more of like a montage than really animating and whatever as well, but the point of the matter is, they were trying to show you it is possible to live in a world with everybody and not choosing a side, and I loved that ending. You'll see it when you, I'm not gonna spoil it again, you'll understand when you watch it. If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. I love the fact that our main character goes out of her way to not only challenge the morality of everything everybody believes, but truly forgives the entirety of what's going on with them because she understands everybody is just trying to survive in their own way. There was this giant alliance that was made years and years ago, and she's trying to reestablish everything and truly save everybody. Oh my God. When somebody goes on a Jesus mode, I'm utterly in love with them because, again, it goes against everything that normality and society is ever expecting. The show is sensational. I still rate it as an entirety, 8 out of 10. I absolutely loved it. You need to watch it. You're going to fall in love with how intelligent these children are and how deep these brain games go. Like, it's a level almost as Death Note. I really mean that when I say that. Do yourself a favor. Sit down. Watch this show. If you've seen it, just Don't be so neglected of it. It's not on a level as a Tokyo Ghoul, where they just butcher the entire ending of the show. I mean this when I say this. It is nowhere near that level. It's still good. The last season is definitely rushed. They were told to complete the entire series within one season thing of season two. I applaud them. I loved it. Eight out of ten.
And that intro? God, when that saxophone hits. No, 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 no. So damn good. Now, as I have seen through the entire week of everything that has been tribulating through the wonderful world of anime, because it's ever expanding so damn fast, it's hard to like freaking oh, domain expansion and slow it down. Let's get into the news of the week. I've never been on live television before. Had your kids, had your wife, and had your husband. Don't watch the news. Ain't nobody got time for that. Great story, compelling and rich. Because I'm a kid, and apparently every time Grandpa just gives me the remote after we watch the Powerball. We are going to start with one of the hottest things I saw, and literally, it is the definition of hot. Crunchyroll reveals the top anime crushes of 2023 in, and I quote, epic heartthrob battle. Now, the list is here, the votes are in. I'm going to give you the top 10 list of the hottest heartthrobs in all of the 2023 and see if I agree or disagree. Now, to start at number 10, we have Nicholas D. Wolfwood from Trigun Stampede at a total of 117 votes. That man is Swagger, he is Himothy, and he is definitely Zaddylicious within this new rendition of Trigun. I loved his demeanor, I love the way he is, and when you can hold a giant cross made of metal, you definitely got some solid abs, Poppy, because that takes core muscles. At number nine, Osamu Daiza from Bungo Stray Dogs with 121 votes. I can agree with this. I think Usama should have been below Nicholas D. Wolfwood. Personally, I'm not the biggest Bungo Stray Dogs fan, but hey, shout out to you having five seasons. That's an accomplishment. But then again, I see shows like that we're going to talk about Rising of the Shield Hero, who's getting another season, which is crazy, but whatever. That's number nine. At number eight, shout outs to Freerin from Freerin Beyond Journey's End with 136 votes and Toji Fushiguri from Jujutsu Kaisen tying also at 136 votes. I love this. I think it's sensational. I have no doubt the higher we go through this, I'm gonna guess three to four people are probably Jujutsu Kaisen, even though I'm looking at the list and I can say that because I'm actually knowing that there is, but still, that's my prediction. I love the fact that Freerin is on this list because to be truly honest, Freerin really doesn't have the sex appeal you would think about, but the thing I love about Freerin is, is it's it's just her authentic nature. She is just so, it almost seems ditzy because of how long her life is, so it makes her seem slower, but we move so fast and rapidly because our lives are so short, so we feel like we're almost gonna die, and she's just like, what's 100 years? That's nothing. We're like, what? I'm happy she's on here. The show is sensational, by the way. Shame on any of you if you still have not gotten on the Freerin train. And also, shout out to Toji. Definitely well worth it on the list. At number seven, Suguro Getty from Jujutsu Kaisen at 187 votes. Shout out to Suguro. Number six, Lloyd Forger from Spy X Family with a total of 200 votes. At number five, Hua Chang from Heavenly's Official's Blessing, 203 votes. Mamacita. Number four, Daddy Vash the Stampede with a total of a staggering 437 votes. Absolutely sensational. I think Vash is one of those characters that I truly emulate myself after. I wish to become somebody like Vash. I live with my morals and values like Vash. I don't choose a side. I believe everybody deserves a right to forge their own path. The guy is amazing. I love his charismatic nature. And also the best thing about him is he locks the F in when he needs to. Love the guy. At number three, Kento Nanami from Jujutsu Kaisen with 582 votes. I can see why. Number two, 
Your Forger from Spy Family. 609 votes. And absolutely the most voluptuous mamacita, the adopted stepmother we all wish we could have come home to that our father brought home. She is gorgeous. She's the picture behind me in my room. She is unbelievably gorgeous. Shoutouts to her. And at number one, I'm pretty sure we all know who's at number one, right? Can you take a guess? Drum roll, please! Himmel the Hero! 1,075 votes! Suck it, Gojo! Oh, I'm sorry, I misread that. Number one is Satoru Gojo from Jujutsu Kaisen. Had a staggering over 1,000 votes. He doubled the number two, basically, and I'm pretty sure it goes without saying, I know so many people simp over him because of how his prettiness is and how gorgeous he is, but let's be real. When you're able to be that powerful and that good looking, not only did God basically give you everything and then some, he took from other people's blessings as well just to make sure you were perfection. What a guy, congratulations. And that is the top 10, and I quote, hottest heartthrobs in a epic battle. <laughs> now, the next one on here, which I'm super pumped about, an anime wins Critics' Choice Awards Best Animated Series for the first time in history. And I'm sure you probably know what show it is. It is none other than Scott Pilgrimage takes off in its first anime series in history to win the Critics' Choice Award for Best Animated Series since its introduction in 2012. Now, that is a sensational thing to hear because if you really go back into the hot tub time machine and you look back at the first time we got to watch Scott Pilgrimage, that entire movie felt like an anime. Everything was animated, the way they handled themselves, it was a giant video game within reality, right? And what was so fun about it too is that when you watch it, not only did the characters play their roles perfectly, Michael, Sarah, and everybody as well, but I love the actual persona of what it was trying to accomplish. It was him when she was falling in love with this girl, but all her ex-boyfriends, he had to fight all of them to show her he loved. It's a cool concept, right? I love it. I'm a simp at the end of the day. I'm a hopeless romantic. Shoutouts to them. It just keeps showing all of us. And this is just me telling you constantly, anime is blowing the F up. Anime is going to be the next Marvel. Anime is going to take over the entirety of the world. We just got to sit back and enjoy it because, hey, at the end of the day, we're all winning, papas. That's amazing news. And shoutouts again to Scott Pilgrimage. And now to the next news story that is actually really deep, and I do apologize for getting us on a darker note here, Kyoto Animation Arsonist Sentenced to Death. And if you didn't hear, the person that was responsible for the Kyoto Animation Arson, his name is, we will not verify him because you do not get to be talked about when you destroy this many lives, was sentenced to death for the act of killing over 36 people and injuring over 32 others. This is appalling to know that we've been talking pretty prophetically on this show about how animators as a whole need to be treated better. And I'm very upset at the fact that how MAPPA has handled situations, how things have been moving forward with them. Shoutouts to different directors like Chainsaw Man and etc. for breaking apart to start their own studios because they want to give people the best work environment possible. How crazy is it to know that an anime studio, and I am just, I really want to know why. I'm curious as to know why this person would go out of their way to destroy so many lives of people who are working so hard to provide the world with arguably one of the most sought after products in entertainment right now. It's heartbreaking and it sucks to know that an entire studio was not only destroyed, but so many families and lives now will never be the same because we don't really understand and know how many of those 36 people they were connected to. I'm sure some of those were fathers, mothers, 
brothers, sisters, daughters, sons. And it's, it's heartbreaking to know that at any moment of any day, something can happen and it can all end. And so I really want you guys to be very aware and be very appreciative of every single moment. And also know that there is a better thing out there for all of us. We just have to see it. And this hurts my heart, again, to know that there's so many people who are still so taken back. And this is the reality of the world. There is a lot of bad with the good, and we have to verify all of it to know that it unites us even stronger to stand for those who need it the most. And this is an act that can't be undone. And so do I think somebody like this person should be put to death? I cannot say. I'm not a judge. I don't believe in an eye for an eye, but I will say that I'm not against the ruling. So heavy hearts, and we did need to talk about this because this was a major story. Now, to brighter side, and something that is very awesome to hear about, Toei and Amazon confirmed that the worldwide sensation of Oshinoko, the live action, releases with a cast visuals with it. I hope you know, the curse of live action adaptations is not only shattered, but we are officially in the space now where they succeed. It was back-to-back bangers. One Piece and Yu Yu Hakusho. And what do I know about both of them? They were absolutely sensational. 10 out of 10, both of them. I loved them sensationally. Can't wait for the second season of One Piece. I want more live adaptations. So if you can give me shows that not only captivated the audience in every freaking factor possible, this is going to be such a fun show to watch because we all know K-pop is huge in Japan. It's freaking massive in Eastern cultures. This is going to be so well done. I know for a fact, not only are these characters going to capture the essence of the, sh- the characters they're playing, these actors are going to kill it. Mark my words, this is going to be another sensationally well done live adaptations. You don't think so? Mark my words, come back to this and have Poppy Senpai verify it again if I need to. Okay, my friends, this is gonna be amazing. I'm so pumped. I love the fact that we're getting to a space where all of these characters now are getting recognition. And I'm looking at the visual right now. These characters look amazing. I'm so pumped for these actors. This is gonna be so well done. And who doesn't wanna have some gorgeous ladies playing gorgeous characters? Super pumped. Now, a couple more stories real quick before we move forward. Rising of the Shield Hero Season 4 announcement? Controversial? Even for Isekai fans? The controversial Isekai series, The Rising of the Shield Hero, is returning for a fourth season of its anime adaptation set to stream on Crunchyroll. Now, if you're not sure, this is based on the light novels by Eniko Yusagi, and the anime series continuation was confirmed on X. The announcement has been met with somewhat of a continuous response, at least among Western fans speaking to the franchise notoriety and the controversy surrounding it in some circles. When combined with the overall growing disdain by some towards the Sky genre, it's easy to see why the show's new season excitement is well concerned by others. Now, this is amazing! Because I've said it again, I'm tired of isekais. No more. It's done, it's over, it's dead and gone. Stop giving me the same repetitive shit and just throwing it into a pig's body, a vending machine's body. 
You have to realize this, and I know your trullalala lols love to just do this because you think it's fun. We don't need more isekais. After ReZero and also Jobless Reincarnation, I'm done. And Re that's it. I don't want anything else. Those two were sensational. That's it. Let's stop isekais for a couple years. And to hear that there is a growing number of fans who are tired of isekais as well shows me the power I have in swaying the hearts of millions. Or at least the people that'll listen to me. That's awesome to hear. I've told you guys this before, I was so invested into Rising of the Shield Hero, especially in that first season. Two flew me off, I still haven't went back, I didn't even watch any of season three, and I can promise you this, I'm not gonna watch any of season four. I'm good. I'm done. Stop it. No more. Finito, give me something like solo leveling, okay? I'm done with this. I'm done. And that's all I'm gonna talk about it. Now, the last story, which is actually surprisingly fun and something that I was pumped to read about. Leonardo DiCaprio told Martin Scorsese to watch Miyazaki's Spirited Away? In a recent interview by Letterboxd, Leonardo DiCaprio reveals that he likes uh, young actresses? No, I'm sorry, wrong script, wrong script, I'm sorry. Reveals he told Martin Scorsese to watch Hayao's Miyazaki's Spirited Away, introducing him to Ghibli. Now, let's talk about, again, the growing facade that Hollywood has with anime. And now there's one thing I know that any single company within this capitalistic society here in the United States has and likes. It's money. And if Hollywood can see the projected numbers for anime, which is unbelievable. Every single year it is skyrocketing. It is not slowing down. It is going to continue to basically soar to new heights, right? You have literally Megan Thee Stallion going to present awards this year at the Crunchyroll Awards show. That's how insane this crap is getting, right? But the fact of the matter is, I am so excited for this because if you really understand the magnitude of what's going on, Hollywood is going to start now interjecting itself and trying to do its best to not only capitalize on everything that we need animation style, we all know Disney is lacking. We all know DreamWorks is lacking. We know everything that American society is putting out right now is confetically and poetically just combined with political-driven narratives. Uh, all of these things from religious ties, it has an agenda-based market behind it. It's just disgusting. It literally is disgusting to know that we can't focus on true storytelling and the beautiful articulation of animation style. We're focused on trying to be proactiveness. We're trying to be ahead of the curve. We're trying to be inclusive. All of this crap that really doesn't matter at the end of the day. Just make good movies. If you have enough time to bitch about things, you need to do more with your life, okay? I'm pumped to know that Hollywood is trying to get their hat in the ring. I don't know what this means for us in general, but the fact that Disney now has animes on it, I know for a fact. Mark my words, something big is gonna happen where the US and Japan combine for something new. I don't know what it's gonna be, I don't know how it's gonna connect, but somehow, some way, we're gonna have something massive there. And I'm pretty excited to see it because again, I hope this elevates Crunchyroll into being the main homing platform we all need for our anime because I'm tired of going to all of these different things and streaming sites for all this, it's just annoying. We need somebody to, to deter it and basically kind of capitalize on it. Just know, if Leonardo DiCaprio is talking about animes and putting it in front of Martin Scorsese, Schnatz is gonna pop off, okay? It's really gonna pop off. And one more quick one, just because I'm a super fan, and it just popped in my head. Godzilla minus one is finally the first ever Godzilla movie to be nominated for an Academy Award. 
I am so yoked for this. I have said it. I'll say it again. I did a podcast on it. Godzilla Minus One is the greatest Godzilla movie ever made. If you fight me on it, you're tripping. They literally just released a black and white rendition of the movie to truly capture the essence of the 1950 whatever it was original Godzilla movie. And let me tell you this. I didn't think a movie could get that much better. 20 out of 10. Un- freaking believable i'm intoxicated and i have a feeling i'm telling you right now it will win the academy award for the category it's in i believe for best like animation style or whatever it was or cinematography something like that it's going to win mark my words it is going to win (laughs) and that wraps up the anime news mark my words solo leveling will be the 2024 anime of the year And it's not even February yet. Let me explain. If you are unaware of the phenomena that's going on right now, the number one manga of all time, the number one manga of all time is solo leveling. It is one of the most sensationally written stories. And to be honest with you and to be very frank, I had no idea what this thing was until I started watching the anime and listening to the hype of social media and everybody getting me so jacked up about it. I thought I was about to watch Lord of the Rings again for the first time. Star Wars Episode Four for the first time. I was about to see Darth Vader look at Luke and go, Luke, I am your father. No! I was so jacked up. The fact of the matter is, solo leveling is Himothy. And I don't even need to see any other animes this year. I don't care about Kaiju 8, whatever else is coming out, continuations, anything. Solo leveling is perfection. It is only a total of four episodes in right now. And this is utterly blowing my mind. So a little bit of insight, just in case you're not aware. Solo leveling, aka I Level Up, is a Korean manhwa. And it is made from South Korean web novelist uh, Chugong. And so it's also licensed in English by Yen Press, and it's finally receiving the anime adaptation that so many people have been hyped about this season of winter 2024. Now, Sung Jingwo is the main character, and he is by far, and it's literally a well-known thing within the community, the weakest of all hunters in the world. And if you're questioning what that means, basically, this is a fantasy action anime, and also of the manhwa as well. And what's so cool about this series is it's capturing the perfection of almost dungeon integration with a video game backsis of the ectoskeleton, you could say, in the reality of a world that we all live in, right? What is the appeal that we love so much about Sword Art Online? And you can hate on it all you want. I'm talking about the first half of season one, specifically Aincrad. We all got riveted and captivated about nerve gear, connecting you into a world where you could become a warrior, an adventurer, only sword skills, and truly developing and leveling and playing a video game, but you're living it. This is the same concept, only these warp gates that are opening up in the real world are literally allowing these people who get tested to become hunters, if you qualify for it, and can go into these dungeons as literal jobs. Literal jobs! And while they're in there, they fight these dungeons, fight the bosses, kill monsters, and they receive these like soul shards out of them that they use to basically be the most powerful source of energy in the entire world. It's better than nuclear. It's better than fossil fuels. It's unbelievable how sought after this stuff is, right? And what's so fascinating about this show as well, I am specifically an only, an anime-only watcher. The reason why I say that is because I am somebody who is just captivated with appreciation 
for the entertainment marketplace we are now involved in because I grew up where I had to search for VHSs. I literally had to hunt down Shouldn't be saying this, but you know, bootleg editions. I was literally hunting for stuff to watch back with Dragon Ball Z, Yu Yu Hakusho. I mean, you name it. It's literally the stuff I grew up with, right? Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, etc. Thankfully, we got those on Webtoons and whatnot, or I think it was Nickelodeon, WB, whatever. The fact of the matter is, this show is already the anime of the year. Four episodes in, and I don't need to see anything else. I already know. It is what we have been waiting for, for this type of genre. It captured it perfectly. Everything I've seen up to this point is sensational. I mean, it's already confirmed that it's only going to have 12 episodes within this first season. And I don't know if you know this. It is already the highest ranking show on Crunchyroll. The episode one has more ratings than Gear 5 Luffy. Do you know how old One Piece is? And how new this show is? It hasn't even been out a month yet. Technically, we just passed a month. And it's more, it's, that's unfreaking believable is what that is. This show is supreme in so many ways. It captivates every essence of what we yearn for as anime fans. And I mean this when I say this, it captures the weakest link perfectly. Where we're watching this guy, who is well known within the hunter community as the weakest hunter. The first episode, I won't spoil anything. This guy literally is falling into the warp gates and hurts himself. He has to be healed so much, he can't even fight a goblin. And if we've learned anything from Goblin Slayer, goblins are not meant to be looked down on, okay? The just like in this show, props to this show, it shows you how crazy goblins can be too. None of that crazy, uh, you know, wild stuff in episode one where the clothes get ripped and uh, nails in the backside. But it's still, the episode itself captivated me and showed me quite literally how far we have come to where now, if a sh light novel series... Manga, manhwa, whatever it is, does so well, and I believe this is the number one manhwa of all time, it shows you that it will get green-lighted now for an anime adaptation. And you should be excited about that as well as I am, because my all-time favorite show is Spice and Wolf. It's the entire light novel series above my head. I have the continuation and the spinoff with Wolf and Parchment, and it's coming back this year. It's going to be remade and redone. That shows you how powerful of a world we have created by our fandom of anime, and we are all to thank for that. It's you and my, and me, and we, we are all the reason why. That is powerful, that is exciting, and it is so blessed that we are in the best time. And please listen to me when I say this. We are literally in the greatest time of anime forever. I don't know how long this is gonna last. I hope for a few more years before Hollywood gets involved and everybody wants to eat and it just gets weird and political. I'm hoping it stays how it is because they've even elevated outside animation companies. Arcane, Blue Eye Samurai, which are made in France or whatever it is, and they're just animation shows, are freaking unbelievable. And they are both 10 out of 10. Arcane Season 2 is coming out soon, and I cannot wait. It shows you the world of animation is here. The integration of moving forward with true entertainment, the thing that made Disney so freaking amazing in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s is now here with anime. The Marvelverse and superheroes before it got just overly boring is here with anime. And solo leveling is the anime of the year. I don't care who you talk to, what they say, what they talk about, this show is Himothy. And our main character, Jinwa, again, like I told you, is sensational. I love every aspect about him because it shows you how a kid who was basically thrown into a position where 
Of course, in most animes, no idea where dad is or what happened to him. Mom's in the hospital. Little sister's in school. He has stepped up as the man of the family and is trying to basically provide for everybody. And the best way he can is becoming a hunter. And he got accepted. And in doing so, something happens where maybe he possibly turns into a player? I don't know. You have to watch to find out. The only critique I have, and this has nothing to do with the show itself, it's the way that this was provi uh, provided for us and how it came out. That first episode was a letdown from the sense it should have gave us more. How is it that a show like Rising of the Shield Hero was almost an hour and a half for his first episode and nobody had hype on it like Solo Leveling does? Oshinoko was so hyped, they did an entire movie prequel setting you up for the anime show itself. How did Solo Leveling not give us those first two episodes as one intro show? You're telling me you couldn't have prepared better? You're telling me that you couldn't have spent a month extra paying these animators to have a 40-something minute episode? Because the only thing I kept reading in the entire freaking reviews for that first episode, should end with a smile, should end with a smile, should end with a smile, should end with a smile. Okay, y'all need to back that up. I don't know what you're talking about, but also, how is not everybody saying, why was it that short? Why wasn't it longer? How dare they not give us more? They knew how hyped this was. Everybody freaking broke the internet just to watch this damn show, but they couldn't give us more than just 20 minutes for an episode? Y'all really don't get the fact of the matter is, we're at that place, we can't slack off. Again, those first two episodes where the major event happens to them in that little side area to complete that dungeon where everybody's getting butchered, which by the way, I also love the fact that this anime is gory AF. Whatever anime you think is gory that you've seen, like I don't care if you're talking about like Vampire Hunter D, that's not gory compared to this. Like this is, give me your goriest show you've seen. This is on that level. The stuff that happens in episode two, I hope you know that the main character voice actor for Jinwoo, the guy literally coughed up blood from how much he strained his vocal cords, voice, voice box, and his lungs. The guy is getting butchered in this episode too. He coughed up blood. Do you know how immaculate that is to hear? I know it sucks that that happened to happen to him, but it shows how much he got invested into the freaking role. Uneffing believable. Shame on them again. That is literally my only freaking critique I have is the fact that how do you not give us more? What? You should have gave us, oh my God, an hour intro. That whole first two episodes would have been one perfect, complete, succinct intro. And everybody would have loved it. I don't know who's doing it again, the production value and everything that's going on with this animation style, but the fact we're only getting 12 episodes, I can be okay with. I'll accept that. It makes us excited for what's next and increases the hype for the show, right? 12 is perfect. I love short animes. I love this as an intro. I have no doubt it's going to get green light for a second season, right? It's just crazy to me that this is where we're at now. You guys understand that? This show could quite literally be one of the greatest shows ever made. Within four episodes, I'm not being a prisoner of the moment. It's already anime of the year. Depending how this first season ends, it could make itself into the top 10 one-season animes of all time right now. And that's before it gets a second season. I go off of what's in front of me. The fact of the matter is, if this show ends the way I'm hoping it does, to trail us off with like a cliffhanger, just like Classroom of the Elite Season 1 did for us, this show, my friends, could quite literally be one of the best shows we've seen.
The manhwa proves it with its sales and how many people were so jacked up about it. I, for one, cannot effing wait. And that's why I'm going on ranking here, and I'm going on file to tell you right now, right here, right here, it's anime of the year. Don't even worry. Don't even waste our time. Don't even make us sit around and wait for it, okay? Stop the books. Stop the presses. Send it into Crunchyroll now. We don't even need a voting next year, okay? In 2025, just give it to them, okay? Snip it. Snap it. Good. I love it, man. I really do. I think it's sensational. Like, that's the biggest point that I have to make about all this as well, is if you really think about it, right? Solo leveling has finally broken the curse for me on these type of anime shows, right? The last good one that has done this kind of interjection with dungeon crawling and just leveling as heroes and such like that is Don Machi. Is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? And even that one still itself, it's just, it's just good. Like, I really enjoy the show. It's a great time. Up to season three is where I gotten. I love the rematch with him and the, uh, the Minotaur. It's such a good time, right? But the fact is, it was still missing something. And for myself, I've said this plenty of times. I'm ready for adult anime. That is why I've said it before, and I will keep saying it to my dying day. Vinland Saga is a top 10 show of mine, probably till my dying day. I really emphasize that. It is a grown-up anime. I love the adult audience behind it. Seinen's are for me. I know it's the age group. But I'm just ready for things to start capitalizing and taking that next step. That's why I've been so excited about Jujutsu Kaisen. I've been so excited about Hell's Paradise. I've been so, so, so jacked up about Chainsaw Man. We need to have more of that in depth within the shows. It's time to grow us up and to give us that good quality stuff we want. I'm hoping we get better horror animes eventually. Pause. Horror. I want to have more good horror animes, right? The fact that I tell people about when they cry or another, like we need something else at this point. We need more. We need capitalization on something sensational because the only modern one I can give you is Miryuku-chan. And if you go back and actually watch Miryuku-chan, it's a great time, don't get me wrong, but it's 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 a kid one again. It's like more kitty horror. I want something that terrifies me. I want to be at the edge of my seat enveloped into this. And I know you're probably going to tell yourself, well, it's anime. How how scary can something animated be? Oh, oh, really? Never done like some late night digging on YouTube looking for some horror animation stuff? It's possible. It can be done. The fact is, I just don't think it, they believe that these companies, animators, writers, whatever, think that there's a real marketplace for it. That's why they redid when they cry again. And they keep kind of giving us the repetitive thing. If there's anything I know without certainty and true vindiction in my heart, anime live adaptations coming to now a live action uh, playset is here. And we're no, we know it's going to continue and we're going to get great stuff. Oshinoko's in the works. One Piece was sensational. Yu Yu Hakusho was sensational. That's now set sail. It's going to happen. Book it, stamp it without a doubt, right? My big prediction here and things that I think is really going to happen the instant success that solo leveling is happening, the crazy hype and follow-up that Jujutsu Kaisen is getting, especially with Chainsaw Man, especially, especially with Hell's Paradise, even the ending I've said was a little weird, but I'm sure it'll pick back up in Season 2. This is the future for a lot of shonens. This is the future they know they're going to lean towards. They're ready to start capitalizing on more of an adult marketplace, and I am very grateful and thankful because this will create the next wave of anime fans. We have to bring in more of the adult audience because kids will jump in without hesitation. A lot of younger youth people in their early 20s, early 30s are jumping in because the fandom's there. They grew up watching cartoons and stuff, so that's there, right? I want to get everybody in. 
I want to have every single genre capitalized on. We cannot let this slip by. The amount of furry things I keep seeing pop up now in these furry conventions by God almighty people pretending to be dogs. If the marketplace is so massive for that, hi Rogue, shout out to you by the way, all my love. The fact is we need to keep capitalizing on everything else. This is the perfect time for it. There is nothing else holding us back. Solo leveling is going to lead the charge right next to Chainsaw Man when season two comes out. Jujutsu Kaisen when they come back again. Hell's Paradise when it comes back again. Staple it, mark it, cut it down, and really, I promise you with everything in my heart, this is the next, baby. And we're here for it. Enjoy it. Because I don't know how long this is going to last. It's history, and it's inevitable within the human gene. Eventually, we get to a place where it's too massive, too much is going on, and it starts to get watered down. Because too many hands are in the pot. Too many people are trying to make it their own. They try to capitalize on too much stuff. And just like I said with a lot of anime conventions, it's why I don't go to them anymore. They're not fun as they used to be. They're just now like Disneyland. It's just too massive, too expensive, too much focus on money, and not the consumer, right? That's why rides break down all the time. The lines are stupidly long. They literally have at Disneyland, I don't know if you know this here in California and Anaheim, they literally have an app that you pay for separate after already buying your freaking parking pass, buying your freaking ticket to get in. You have to buy this thing called Genie Plus just to get on rides differently at different times, reserve your... T it's just money, 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 money. That's all it is. I understand it. It's a capitalistic society. But that's why I loved anime so truly with my heart back in the 90s and early 2000s is because that was still the purest form of it because it still wasn't accepted here in Western culture. So I was at least a part of it. So it's good to see it now appreciated. We just need to see what's in front of us and enjoy what is. So you might think I'm crazy. You might say I'm hoolering and hollering and I, it's too soon to say this about solo leveling. The anime is not even halfway done. How could you say this? Because I see the facts in front of me. The highest rated episode on Crunchyroll. One of the top rated shows on Crunchyroll. The number one manga of all time from South Korea. And now it is taking over Every conversation I have, whenever I meet somebody, like, I really hope you know this. Every time I go to the gym or whatever and people know me now, they're like, what's up, Alex? What's good? I'm like, what's up? What's happening? What's new? Tell me something good. They're like, oh, man, just waiting for solo leveling. That's where we're at. And these people aren't even diehard anime fans. They just like it. That's where we're at. I hope you all understand this is, <laughs> this is probably the climax. So let's enjoy it, okay? Hate on me all you want. I've seen enough. It's past the three episode rule already. It's a 10 out of 10 show. I know it's not going to slow down. It's only going to get better. They're going to introduce more characters, more of the plot line, more of the development, more of Jinwoo getting freaking OP as F, which I'm all about and in for. I'm excited. You should be as well. <laughs> Thank you guys so much again. I appreciate you guys so much. Wherever you listen, however you support, wherever you got here from, just do me a favor. Go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening and rate the show. Leave me a comment. Let me know what you think of it. I love you guys for even being a part of it or even listening to me, right? I mean, join the Discord. You can search me on anything. Just type in Anime Senpai Podcast and join the Discord. We have great people here. I'm active all the time in it. Shout out to my Patreon family. This upcoming Patreon episode that I'm recording this week is going to be on Pluto, which is a freaking amazing Netflix exclusive show. So much is in the works. Again, I'm so developed into this and Shallow Oceans and all of you guys, you are my life. Know that and I thank you from the bottom of my heart. So stay blessed, stay funky, and stay passionate about the shows you like. And the best part is, even if you think Senpai is crazy, hey, don't trip. 
I think so too. That's the best part about being in this world. We get to be our own individual unique way. <laughs> I'll see you guys next week. Anime Senpai! Out.